Welcome to Cake Money Confidential, hosted by your girl, Taylor Quinn. I'm a business mentor, wife, mom, projector, Enneagram 3, cancer sign, and making money is my love language. Around here, we believe business gets to be wildly profitable and fun as fudge cake. In 2020, my first full calendar year in business, I made over $400,000 cash while full-time teaching, wifing, and growing a tiny human. Because I combine the woo and the work, I know I can have it all, and I'm here to teach and show you, you can too. You ready for an episode so juicy it should be confidential? Grab a slice of cake and let's dive in. Y'all, listen. If I can explain to you all how freaking excited I am to be recording right now, I don't even know. I might pee my pants. <laughs> I might just pee my pants. Um, you know, the past four episodes that released, I batch recorded them before we left for our road trip because I just didn't know if I was going to have the time or space to record. And y'all know I show the hell up for this podcast. Um, but anyway, so I'm sitting down to record for the first time in what seems like forever. We are currently in Connecticut in my husband's hometown. We're about halfway through with our road trip. We still have another month left on the road visiting family. And it has just been, uh, it's just been so, so good. But anyways, I'm so excited for this week, this week, because I'm going to be, we're going to be releasing two episodes. Yeah, not one, fam, two. And it's going to be a two-part series. And I'm like, testing this out. I'm like leaning into the idea of doing two episodes a week. I want to see how this feels for me, but I also want to see how you all show the hell up for it. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm showing the hell up for it. So I want you all to as well. This second episode is going to drop on Thursday of this week. And I'm just, I'm so excited for this conversation that we are about to have around scarcity mindset and operating from that place in business. And the first part of this episode is really going to be about, you know, here are signs that you may be experiencing or sitting in scarcity mindset. And then you all know your girl loves her action steps. So the second part of this series is going to give you very tangible action steps that you can immediately implement you know, the episode is going to release on Thursday and I want you to practice these things. Just like commit to practicing the action steps over the weekend, like bare ass minimum <laughs> over the weekend. Okay. Um, anyway, so let's just like break down what is scarcity mindset. I just want to give you a very simple example, right? So first and foremost, scarcity mindset is focusing on the lack of something. And typically this is time, money, resources, right? And this definitely happened to me. I was, I was falling into a scarcity mindset during my, uh, I can't remember what point in pregnancy was, probably like my third trimester. I was just like, or even when Xavier was first born, I was just like, how am I going to do this? I don't have any time. Like I do not have enough time to scale my business the way that I want to. And I really had to have a very honest conversation with myself and shift out of it. Right. So I'm going to be sharing some tips and and signs with you all today. We're going to talk about identifying it. And then we're going to talk about shifting it on Thursday. But, you know, scarcity mindset is truly just focusing on the lack of something almost to the point of obsession, right? And creating blocks for ourselves because we're like, oh, because I don't have as much time or as much money or whatever, I can't do X, Y, and Z. Now, the opposite of scarcity mindset is abundance mindset. And that is where you just truly believe and operate and, and, you know, embody the fact that there's more than enough to go around. You have the exact amount of time that you're meant to have. You have the exact amount of, you know, energy that you're meant to have. 
abundance mindset. There's more than enough money to go around. There's more than enough clients to go around. So an example of this is if I go out to dinner with my friend and I buy a pizza and I give my friend a piece of my pizza. If I'm stuck in scarcity mindset, I'm going to be like, oh my gosh, because I gave her a piece. I don't know if there's going to be enough. I don't know if I'm going to get full. You know, we're going to run out of pizza before I am full. But abundance mindset is, I'm so thankful I get to share this slice with my friend. And if I'm still hungry, like I know I can buy more. My friend can buy another pizza. We can share. You know, it's like there's more than enough. Pizza for everybody. (laughs) You know what I mean? So before we dive in to talking about the different signs, what I really first want to say is, you know, let's chat about what this two-part series is not, okay? Because this this series is not about dismissing someone's lived experiences, right? And here's the thing. It's not actually about having money or not having money. It's more about what you believe is possible for yourself and your future self and how you feel about money. For the purpose of this episode, a lot of what we talk about is going to be money, you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> we're all about cake and we're all about the money here. Also, what the hell? For the pizza example, I should have talked about cake. Should I like redo that example? No, we got to keep it moving. (laughs) But anyway, so, you know, this is not going to be an example where I tell you if you're, you know, if you desire something, if you desire to work with a coach or a mentor or whatever, something like drain your life savings. That's not what it's about. I, I don't no, Absolutely not. Right. I think that there's a very toxic narrative in the industry that in order to sell, we knew we need to encourage people to go into debt and to drain their savings and to dismiss their current financial situations, right? AKA handle objections. And it's, it's just not the vibe. And that's not me saying that, quote unquote, handling objections is toxic. I think that it can be done in a very toxic way, but it can also be done sometimes when appropriate, with the correct, quote unquote, objection, whatever, in a very delicate way that challenges somebody to think outside the box, whatever, right? I'm not here to say like, this is the way you have to do business. You go, you all know that's not the vibe around here. Um, but what I will say is that there's a much easier, much more aligned experience to be had here for both you and those who invest in your offers, right? Is debt bad? I just think it depends. You know, I truly think that it depends. And what I mean by that is I put my first couple of investments on my credit card and I paid it off in full after my first launch. But the debt specifically, like it didn't get to me. I knew I would like I had this just like knowing that I would pay it off. Right. And it truly fueled my drive. It didn't stress me out. Right. But I what I do think is that it's very, very personal. And I operate from the standpoint of you lead yourself into my offers, you choose how you pay. And ultimately how you do that, it's not any of my business because I'm not going to give you advice either way, right? You're in the driver's seat. I'm not trying to convince you of anything. I'm not letting you know. You know, I know some people will be like, oh, by the way, I accept credit cards and I accept PayPal credit. No, like I don't say any of those things. You know what I'm saying? Um, I just think that it's your decision. It's your decision. I've never encouraged someone to go into debt, to be in my services. And I don't think that you should either, but I do think that it has to be up to that person, okay? And the fact of the matter is, I just trust my people can make the best decision for themselves and their loved ones. Okay, that rant is done. This is not even what the freaking podcast episode is about. So let's move on. Um, 
here's what the purpose is of this two-part series. It's, it's to identify the areas of growth and to shift. And I want to help with both, right? And this is the part of the work that we do inside of my signature program, Limitless. It's really about leaning into, you know, identifying the limiting beliefs and shifting in order to calibrate and normalize our next level of limitless income. And this work has completely changed my life. And I think that you're going to absolutely love, absolutely freaking love this fresh perspective. Okay. All right, fam. Let's freaking dive in. All right. So three signs that you are stuck in a scarcity mindset and operating from a place of scarcity inside your business. And I think that these are going to surprise you. But the first one is comparison. And honestly, I think there's more than three signs. LOL. Nope, there's actually three. This always happens to me. I start out and I'm like, I'm going to do three and then something else comes through. But we're going to keep this to three, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> no promises. <laughs> um, okay, so the first one is comparison. So scrolling Instagram and seeing other people, maybe that, you know, they're the same type of mentors, you same type as coach, whatever. But seeing other people celebrating and automatically feeling like, how are they able to do this? How are they able to do this? And I'm not, you know, or from the perspective of like, oh, well, they're able to do this because they have more time, because they have more energy, because they have a larger community, you know, justifying someone else's success instead of just simply being happy for them, right? You automatically go, go into this, this thought process of making it mean something about you. Right. So maybe it's like my messaging must be off. You must not, you know, know how to sell or your offer is trash. Like whatever. We've all been there. I've been there. Okay. And you really have to have enough self-awareness to check yourself when this comes up. But a lot of times comparison leads to creating a problem where a problem doesn't actually exist. And what really needs to happen is just trusting your journey and timeline a little bit more and not trying to force things so much. The other thing that needs to happen is just simply being okay with being happy for other freaking women. Like, can I get a name it? Can I get a name it? <laughs> Seriously. Like, why can't we just be happy for them? Why can't we celebrate them? Why can't we just be like, ah, like, thank you universe for just showing me like what's possible. Like, damn. You know what I'm saying? And what I want to say is you're going to see a common theme throughout this episode. And the, that that theme is the lack of trust within yourself. And in part two, like I said, I'm going to give you one of my absolute favorite exercises because we're going to talk about tangible action, action steps in the second part of the series. But one of my absolute favorite exercises for building trust. So that's coming. I got you, fam. I got you. But let's just be real. The root of comparison, in my opinion right? All this is, is my opinion. So take it or leave it. But the root of comparison, in my opinion, is, is not fully believing that there's enough money, clients, celebrations to go around, right? And subconsciously, you may believe resources are going to run out. And a lot of my clients actually carry this belief into their business from their childhood. So it can, it can stem from something from your childhood. But Ultimately, we just think that there's not enough to go around. So when you're stuck in comparison, you believe that if somebody else has a win, there's not a win to be had for you. Somebody else signs a high ticket client. Oh, they're taking from this, this like pool of clients and they're eventually going to run out, which is just not true. It's just not true. Right? So comparison is the first one. So if you constantly catch yourself comparison, comparison, <laughs> what the hell? 
<laughs> comparing yourself to other people online and making other women's success mean something about you, that is a sign that you are operating from a scarcity mindset inside of your business, okay? And just have a freaking honest conversation with yourself because it doesn't have to be that way, okay? All right, the second thing is, oh, this is such, oh man, this is such a transformational one, is if you are constantly referring or thinking of things as being too expensive, right? And again, I'm not here to dismiss your actual real financial circumstances right now, but what I do try to do and what I want to encourage you to do is be mindful of your language around money as it relates to items, offers, experiences, etc. Right. And here's what is in your control right now in this moment. Right. And I again, what I mean in your control, I think it's all in your control to some extent, but this is something that you can implement right now about anything you choose. If it is a desire, so if you desire an offer, you desire to work with a mentor, you desire to purchase something super fancy, girl, or a vacation, if it's a desire, you can commit and practice to not viewing anything as too expensive or off limits for you, okay? And here's the thing, expensive, we have to disconnect it from meaning no longer, you know, it, it it no longer needs to mean that it's out of reach for you. Just because something is expensive, it doesn't mean that you can't have it. There's no longer guilt associated with investing or purchasing expensive things. You know, an upgrade that I really want to invite you to embody right now is I'm a woman. I'm a human who invests and purchases expensive things with ease because it feels good and it's in alignment for me, my priorities, my goals. Right. An example of this is having multiple homes. This is a personal example. Me and Ryan, we want to have multiple homes, an investment property, a waterfront property, a vacation house, et cetera, like whatever. And right now, of course, my husband and I are taking the physical action steps to make this a reality. But what's so important is that I don't look at this desire and think, oh, it's just out of reach. I'm never going to get there. This isn't doable for me. Right. But what's important is I just let the goal be light. Right. I sit on Zillow and I look at different areas that we want to purchase a waterfront home. And I just I dream about the neighborhoods. And I'm just like, hmm. I cannot wait until I can pay in mother budging cash for this. I can't wait to live, you know, six months out of the year here. And I just close my eyes and I take a moment and I'm just like, I can taste the coffee on the front porch as the the breeze from the ocean is hitting my face and I can hear the waves. And I just take a moment to realize that just because these homes that I'm looking at are expensive, it doesn't mean I need to feel guilt over wanting them. It doesn't mean that they're out of reach for me, right? I have to shift the way I see expensive things, right? It can be expensive and I can eventually have it. It doesn't have to be too expensive, right? So instead of looking at an item and I want to go over a less practical example. So let's say I literally don't even know a freaking necklace that's $100,000, but let's go there. So let's say that you see this $100,000 necklace. And instead, you know, here's the thing. Would I purchase this right now? Like, would I spend $100,000 on a necklace right now? Absolutely freaking not, okay? (laughs) It's not aligned with my priorities right now. But one day, I know that investing $100,000 in a necklace, if I wanted to, and it was aligned, will be normal for me. 
What's important is normalizing purchases and investments that seem absolutely wild as hell right now, but never allowing them to feel out of reach forever or quote unquote too expensive, right? It's thinking and playing the idea of like, ooh, one day 100K will feel super easy to spend on a necklace just because I want it and I won't think twice about it, okay? So I, I know that you're, you're, at this point, you're probably able to see the difference. Like I know you are, okay? So it's not about looking at an item and thinking, oh, I could never have that. It's just way too much money. Like I would never spend that much money on that. And instead of it's looking at it and like, mm, if someday I desired to do that, of course I would do it. Because of course I'm going to have enough money just to pay for it in cash and not think twice about it because the money's not going to run out. There's always more where that came from. All right. So again, as a reminder, the second sign of you operating from a scarcity mindset is if you're constantly, you know, looking at other mentors' pricing models and looking at different items and experiences as too expensive and out of reach forever. Okay. And I've already given you action steps just within that of like really shifting the narrative around something being too expensive, right? Just because it's not in your financial means right now doesn't mean it will never be. So let's play around with the idea of like, okay, but like eventually I'm going to be able to do that in cash and I'll buy three. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, all right, let's move on to number three. Holy, I just know. I just know there's going to be so many of you all that resonate with this. And I've been in this space so many times so many times. And the third sign that you're oper- you're operating from a place of scarcity mindset inside your business is not charging what you want to for your services. Woo! <laughs> Let's just let that sink in for a second. Because I know so many of you all are going to listen to this and you're going to be like, okay, okay, this is an I love you but moment. Here it goes, here it goes, here it goes. Um, and like I said, we've all been there right? But the thing is, is that you're like, okay, okay. You're like, you're in the mirror and you're like, okay, girl, let's fucking go. Like we're going to raise our prices today. Let's do it. The next person that reaches out, you get one no and you're like, holy fudge. My prices are too high. No one will see this as valuable. Like it is not this valuable. Like who the hell am I to charge this? I'm not going to make the money or assign clients at this rate. And you just spiral. But here's the thing. Ultimately, In these situations, like example, not charging what you want to for your services, you're not trusting your intuition and or your desires for fear the money is going to dry up or you're not going to be able to attract people that want to pay you for that because deep down you fear there's not enough. There's not enough clients. There's not enough people in your community with enough money. Okay. And again, like I said, this can stem from childhood experiences But ultimately, it's just it's just you don't trust your intuition. You don't trust the nudges that you're getting to increase your prices. Okay, and again, I'm going to invite you to have to experience this upgrade, your new truth. There are so many people in this world with money who need and or want because it needs to be both right your services. And that's just the freaking truth, fam. Okay, I'm going to leave you with a few action steps at the end of this episode. Number one, self-awareness. After you listen to this, like maybe you need to listen to it again, but I want you to have a very honest conversation with yourself. Take a moment to be honest as hell, okay? (laughs) Which of these is true for you? And 
The first step to shifting something is simply identifying and being aware that it's there. So do you struggle with comparison? Are you constantly looking at coaching packages that you actually want to invest in or items or experiences, whatever, as too expensive? Do you think about the things that you desire and you're just like, oh, that's too, that's just out of reach. It's just too much. Okay. And the third one is, are you not charging what you want to for the your incredibly valuable transformational work? Check in with yourself. Are you not increasing your prices for fear that people won't pay it? Check in. Okay. Honest conversation. And then the second, the second action step here is if you want a journal prompt that goes along with this episode, make sure you join the text fam. Okay. And for those of you that are outside the US, I'm going to send it to my email fam as well. So one or the other, get on the text fam, get on the email fam, be on both because it's all a freaking party in Cake Moneyland. You know what I'm saying? But I have a link for both of those in the show notes. Make sure you're on both. And moving forward, I'm just like playing around with the idea again of doing two episodes per week. So we're going to see. Y'all need to show the hell up for this. That's what I'm going to say, okay? It's a two-way street, people. (laughs) Two-way street, fam. So make sure you show up for the episode on Thursday. But again, moving forward, I'm leaning into the idea of sending out journal prompts or homework assignments, like whatever it needs to be so that you have them written out in front of you as a reminder and also accountability to take action. So I'm going to be sending out an exclusive journal prompt from this episode on Tuesday to my email fam and my text fam. So make sure you are on either one of those or both because they're both party. You know what I mean? Okay. I love you all so freaking much. And I cannot wait for you all to listen to part two of the series on Thursday. Let's freaking go podcast fam. Listen, Hold your cake pops because your girl has something she needs to say. It would mean the absolute freaking world to me if you would share our podcast with your community on Instagram. So if you love this episode as much as I love you and you want to help our podcast create even more impact in this world, all you have to do is take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your community on Instagram stories tagging me at Cake Money Consulting. Plus, it's a win-win because when you share it with your community on Instagram, then I get to share you with my community as well. All right, fam, wishing you a booty load of cake and a massive amounts of money. I love you so freaking much and I will see you next week. 